from the city market. It is Two Douchebags and Microphone Podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone, pasteurized for your protection. This is the voice guy from your favorite podcast, Two Douchebags and a Microphone. People often ask us how they can find us when doing a remote broadcast. One, smell. Go to the city market and start sniffing. Our aroma has been described as a mixture of flea powder for goats, Tabasco sauce, and old sock with dark fuzzy urine. Two, look for the spot absent of patrons. Three, the most telling sign is a crowd of patrons vomiting uncontrollably. Four, just call us at 816-512-7717. This wouldn't it be fantastic if I tend to like these a lot. Oh, I love this. I think it's going to be a great <laughs> new segment. All right. Okay. <laughs> if every time a person farted, they impulsively would have to look at their ass like dogs do. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> you mean the crowd of people and see several of them whip around and look at their own butts and like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> oh shit, I forgot that happens now. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah. Or no one could lie about who farted. Yes. No, you're a liar. I saw you look at your ass. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. Then live on TV, you you know, like someone's talking, all of a sudden one just escapes. Yeah. They have to look back at their ass with an inquisitive look. How many times did you see that on, like, reality shows, game shows? Yeah. (laughs) Political debates? Yeah. Because sometimes whenever you get excited, one cuts loose. So you can be trying to hold it in, it just accidentally slips out. Yeah. Then automatically you gotta look at your ass like dunk <laughs> with that inquisitive look like who done that? That would be so cool. <laughs> Next one on the list. Yeah. Every time a politician lies, he slaps himself in the mouth hard oh. and will continue to slap himself until the truth actually comes out. I like that one. So he can't do anything. Mm. He just keeps hitting himself in the mouth hard. So we very quickly have no politicians left. Oh yeah, we very quickly <laughs> have a lot of bloody lips and people yeah. just not saying anything. Teeth on the floor. Yeah, oh yeah. Wouldn't that be excellent just to watch? You'd be hoping a politician lied just to see him slap himself in the mouth. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That. Oh, I would, I would dig that. I would too. Yeah. Every time a grocery store is out of an item within two days of the sale, they have to write you a check for wasted gas and time. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. You go into Price Chopper and like the cherries. They had cherries mm-hmm. on sale. I go in there and it's like two days later, none. Oh, we're sold out. Are you going to get any more in? Oh, probably not. Mm-hmm. It was just to drag you in, your ass yeah. into the store. Well, I just walked off. I didn't buy. I left my cart right there and took off. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? Fuck you guys. Yeah. You. Uh, and it was right on my way home. It was the one near your house over there in Waldo. Uh-huh. And I mean, maybe if I went to a bigger one, they might have had more. But that that particular one pissed me off because mm-hmm. they obviously didn't have any inventory. Two days into it. So that'd been great if they had to write me a check. Oh, uh-huh. and I'm going to add this to it: a letter of apology. Oh, yeah. A letter of apology and wasted time and gas check. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll see car dealerships do a similar thing. This is this is done by individual dealerships, not the car company. Like, you know, uh, 
like Moly Nissan or whatever will say, you know, new 2023 20, Nissan Maxima, you know, fully loaded, only $23,000 or, you know, and everyone's like, wow, that's a great deal. But at the bottom of the screen, it's telling you a specific inventory number, which means it's just that one car. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen a lot. Uh -huh. yeah. And I, I remember a, a couple of mine saw an ad like that and they're like oh that's a great deal and i said yeah but it's just on one car no yeah, you go in there and it's already gone uh-huh yeah. yeah it is so look here there's the there's the stock number and then that's when they direct you to another car yes. and they claim it's a better deal anyhow and they get away with the bait and switch accusation because they told you although they hid it in the commercial that it was just the one yeah, car. look it's right there uh, yeah. yeah yeah bunch of bullshit yeah but yeah, grocery stores having to, to pay you for that. They should also, every time they rearrange the store, they should have to give you a $10 bill for your time and energy to have to relearn where everything is in the store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. There, there wouldn't be a store left, no. but I love that. <laughs> you know, I, I, I remember... All the major retailers do that. I remember asking once, why isn't there an app like a Price Chopper app? Yeah. Where you're in the price chopper and it tells you exactly where everything is. And Lowe's. Lowe's is really good too. It says yeah. Bay 9, mm -hmm. uh, Row 7. But the reason grocery stores like Price Chopper don't do that is because it's intended for you to walk the they entire store and see everything like, and buy a lot of stuff. Well, yesterday the flower is here. Mm -hmm. It's not here now. So you got to walk through the store and see all the little gimmicks yeah. and all the little sugary treats and all mm -hmm. this stuff with all the markup and all that. They make it as difficult as possible for you to walk in, get what you need, and walk right out. Yes. They want you to walk through every bit of that store that you can, even if you just need flour. They don't yep. care. They want you to walk through the whole store and find everything, look at everything. What I've noticed about Price Chopper specifically, you know, I'll walk in the front door, and there's lots of bins and displays and things. Just, you know, it's like a game of Frogger. There's no clear straight path across. Yeah. They're all scattered here. You gotta walk around and around and around and around and keep zigzagging and around. Then you finally get to the aisles of food and they're offset. You can't look down and see the end of the store. No, you're right. I, they're yeah. offset. You can only see a few feet in any one direction. That way you have to head down that aisle to see yep. if what you want is in there. They, it's like a rat maze and they mm -hmm. pushed you in to say in order to get through it to the checkout lane you've got to walk every damn inch of this store <laughs> and, yeah and I'll go another step further on their little psychology deal here all the most bought items are in the middle towards mm -hmm. the bottom mm -hmm. so either way you're coming you have to go through half of that row it, yeah. like let's say uh, cooking oil is huh? never on the end where someone can grab it yeah. it's always in the middle because everybody uses cooking oil yeah Yep. Um, butter, never on the end, because everybody uses butter. Milk, never on the end. Mm -hmm. All of this is always in the middle. They want you to go through at least half of the aisle. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the front half of the store that you walk into is crammed with impulse buys. Yes. Magazines, batteries, toys, you know, little, you know, cheese hats, just anything. That, oh, I want one of those. Ooh, that looks cool. Yeah. Yep. None of it you plan to buy when you walk in there. Like you said, <laughs> impulse buys. And what's going to be fun, what I want to do is I want to go into a price chopper with somebody and I want to discuss this loudly with them while we walk through the store. You can see here they've set it up like a rat maze where you and, you know just talk about it loudly so the other customers can hear us and yeah. see if they throw me out. I want to do that and see if they you throw know, me out. That's, 
<laughs> I don't think we would have any recourse if you're just talking to someone about it. You have I guess another they person. Could, they could always say we re reserve the right to refuse service to anybody. And well, we don't you know what? You're right. Because you any store can do that. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. Well, okay. That would just be funny, though. <laughs> just go in and call them on everything they're doing and make everyone around me aware of it. <laughs> I say we do that sometimes, just do an experiment and try two different stores. That'd be pretty cool. Wouldn't it be fantastic if anyone that gives out unwanted advice must prove in a court of law that they are in fact using that advice and not just a self-righteous asshole? Or parroting what they heard somebody else say five minutes exactly. ago. Exactly. Yeah, they heard it on the radio or TV, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Well, you know that uh, fifty percent of and you know all this mm -hmm. stuff." And, and yeah, but yeah, it'd be great. It's like okay, uh, it's kind of like uh, the red flag uh, progressive commercial. Yeah. Yeah, you ought to be able to throw a flag and go. Now nah, I call bullshit on this, <laughs> and I'll see you in court. Uh, what's your next day off? Thursday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you need to prove to me. That you're not just a blowhard. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, like a good example would be when Kim Kardashian told people just to get up and start working hard and you'll yeah. just be successful and just quit being poor. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you won the birth lottery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You, or you engineered a sex tape to get everyone's attention. You got a billion dollars of the plastic surgery and a TV show. You How is it about, that you worked hard? You bitched about <laughs> crime when your dad got famous for getting a murderer off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hypocrisy running amok. Yeah. Or the people that just, uh, you know, they see that you're, you have depression. They're like, well, just snap out of it. Just, just be happy. I've just think always, about all the good things in your life. I've never had really? depression, but that's always bothered me. <laughs> yeah. Because don't you think they've thought of that? Yeah. Don't you think? God, it's a way man. to belittle and, and trivialize, trivialize major someone's major mental issue. illness. If it wasn't that major of issue, why would so many people commit suicide? Mm. It was just something you go, ah, I'm being silly again. Yeah. Silly no. me, I should just hear up. I'm sorry, I never I, thought of that before. Thank you. What I like to say in response is, oh, okay, and you just don't be afraid of spiders. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and they go, oh, but that's different. Oh, of course it's different. Go it's walk you. in front of a car. Don't be afraid of a car. Yeah. It'll stop. Yeah, I have yeah, no... As if we could all just snap. Yeah, yeah just a person like that. Okay, take your own advice. Let's see you just not be afraid of anything. Just tell yourself, yeah. just don't. Yeah, you truly believe that? Then fucking do it. Yeah. So, And that was where the court of law comes in. Yeah. The court of law, you have to prove it. I like that. Yeah, I do too. All right, the next one. Wouldn't it be fantastic if, and you're going to love this one, Wet blankets and counter-programmers must go to classes on what arguments to partake in and ways to actually help the world and not take a shit on it. Yes. Yes. And too many times it's someone who is very passionate about their belief but has absolutely no explanation or reason or any convincing thing to say. All they've got is passion. Yeah. I believe in it. I love it. It's wonderful. Well, Everyone should like it. Never, Nothing never, ever have I heard them ever offer any advice. Yeah. All I hear is a, ah, I don't think that's true. Well, why? Why don't you think it's true? Yeah, you never okay. see them do yeah. that because I've done that before. I go, well, why do you say that? And then they don't answer. So, yeah, I, I like that one a lot because we talked about counter-programmers yeah. and wet blankets a lot on this program, and we hate them. A lot of that is bandwagoning, yeah. too. Yeah. 
I want to be on this side that doesn't like it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of it is, is they don't even know what it is, what they support. No. They have But they got to jump on it because they see a couple of people do it and they're like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. The people I follow on Twitter support this, so I'm going to too. I'm not even going to think. One of the there best, you go. <laughs> one of the best ones I've ever seen. This reminds me of this. It's not quite the same thing, but along the same realm. Okay, that man show, the man show. Remember the man show years ago mm -hmm. when Jimmy Kimmel was actually funny. <laughs> that seems like a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah. They had support. Uh, um, no, 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 no. Let's see. They had a, uh, a petition against women's suffrage. Suffrage, mm -hmm. not suffering. Mm -hmm. Suffrage. Yes. So anyone with half a brain at all knows that that means the right to vote. Mm -hmm. It does not mean women suffering. And they had so many women on there signing that, going, "Oh yeah, I'm sick of it." Oh wow. Yeah. So the women were basically just on face value, they were giving up yeah, their they right had, to vote. They had like a little sit-down table there. And it said that, and only one guy caught it, and a couple of women caught it, but everyone else signed it. They're like, yeah, I'm sick of this shit going on. They don't even know who was suffering. But if they or weren't what they suffering, were going to do about it. Yeah, or yeah. nothing. They're just going to go sign this because they thought, <laughs> yeah, wow, this is That makes is a, sense. This is a, hey, you guys, gotta want, you guys want to talk? You want to, you want to tell us how you felt about the game? Yeah, anything. About the game? Yeah. Last night's game? Oh, I was excited. It was typical Chiefs fashion. Yeah. I'm like a huge Chiefs fan. Yeah. Only because I don't like football. I'm from. Okay. We're kind of getting out of football because it's it's getting too much just for the gambler anymore. Yeah. They take all these timeouts and stuff for the gambler. They want to give you time. To place a bet, and now they openly talk about it. I mean, you know, yeah. it's becoming it's a it's an entertainment. Where do they talk um, about it? At? Oh, they do it on on the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, they'll come up with like odds and everything. They'll I mean, tell you what the line is and the yeah. over under, and they'll give you stats so you can place bets more efficiently. And it's it's just all serving the gambler anymore. This became too much of a. Uh, um, it's a touting yeah. service. Yeah. That's what they call them, touts. Yeah. So, when they promote the races of the gambling. Yeah. 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 So. That's what I'm telling her. Like, you know, it's just, sports about what they used to be. No, it is. It There's is. too much money to be Not made. even college. Yeah. Not even college. Maybe because maybe I was younger, but, like, I just, just love the game. Like, basketball. Like, I'm mm -hmm. a basketball person. Still not the same now, so. No, it is, and I agree. Yeah. You got to kind of go down to the, the high school level before it's back to where you kind of remember it oh, being. I love good I high school football game. It's yeah. so good. I think Shumper said something about that. It was like high school basketball is more relatable than, to the NBA than it is college. I would yeah. agree. Yeah. I would agree. So. Uh, to a, a normal ham and egger like us, I mean, why wouldn't it appeal to us? Because we don't. We don't get that other side of the world that these people do. You know, they won they won the genetic lottery, and with a lot of hard work. Right. But you know, uh, I could never do that. Topher could never do that. You know, it, it's so it's really hard to relate because they're automatically on another level. Right. You know, so. But you know, I don't condemn them. I mean, if you get what you can out of life. Yeah. You know, it's just the way the sports are being run. Yeah. You know, the the individual athlete. 
I don't think can get anything near the satisfaction that they could like two or three generations ago. Even though you're getting paid a lot more, yeah, I think it's a much more empty experience overall. It, it comes yeah, with it comes with art. Yeah, a lot, a lot of people, and it's not just sports. It's just like that's on television. But a lot of things that people do, it doesn't yeah. come with art anymore. It comes with uh, with with viewers and stuff like that. Not saying this, you know what I'm saying? But if you see somebody else doing stuff like this, no, 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 they got, we like, were talking a lot. Like you know, if they're not getting enough views in a short amount of time, then they'll stop doing it. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah it's all for more. superficial, immediate gain. Yeah. Right. So. We were talking along these same lines. It's, inter it's interesting you brought that up because we were talking along these same lines earlier. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. People just don't put in the work anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's across the board. It's just sports are televised, so it's easier to criticize them mm -hmm. rather than the uh, low man. So yeah. Yeah. Like cooking. But a lot of times when we're wanting to buy something, we want the person providing it to put their heart and soul into it. Right. But for so much else of society, it's like that's just considered a foolish waste of time. It's like, oh, this is good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Good yeah. enough. Just a minimum. Yeah. Just a minimum. We, we should make cards. We do need to make cards. Yeah. Well, it's twodouchebagsandmicrophone.net, and we're on all major platforms. Here, I'll write it down for you and just give it to you. And we're eventually going to have a number, so if you ever want to call up, feel free to. We're going to get a, a, a website designer to help us out because we can't really get it done ourselves. I'll, I'll but. do website music. <laughs> we had to kind of teach ourselves uh, you know, how to do audio recording and processing, so we're getting better at that, but <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> we say allegedly a lot. Yeah. <laughs> this is all one word, and we're on all major platforms. Yes, sir. But iTunes, it's really hard to find us because they have this system that you kind of like to, uh, that you kind of have to have a... Um, different reviews and I, I think there's yeah. like another tier that you can pay for to get more recognized so good luck finding us on that but we are <laughs> on it somewhere yeah okay but we're on it yeah hey man what's your name uh matthew matthew good very day. nice to meet you Bree. Bree. all right very nice to meet you both you're gonna be and, on our next episode yeah <laughs> all right take care it's good talking to you yeah, I love it down here. Another so testament many interesting. To the, yeah. Testament to the effectiveness of the banner. Yeah, <laughs> that thing is worth wonders. We hardly ever got anyone to stop by and talk before the banner, but now it's like oh, everybody okay. stops. Oh, and while you're using the bathroom, a guy came by and took a picture. Nice. Yeah, I asked him if he had anything to say. He said not today, but later on he will. Yeah. So I was like, okay, we'll all right. Where was I? Would it be fantastic if? Yeah. Anyone wearing a Mamba must uh, have apology flashcards on hand to address anyone that might have accidentally witnessed the atrocity. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, yeah. So if he's wearing a Mamba, he must have flashcards with an apology going, "Hey, I'm sorry, I'm a douchebag, and mm -hmm. you had to see that. Not a not a good douchebag like us. No, a bad yeah. douchebag. Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm a follow the leader guy. I'm not a leader. I'm sorry I don't think for myself. I'm sorry I'm a weak, uh, weak-bellied, spineless yeah. dumbass. Yeah. I saw an epic man bum the other day at Texas Roadhouse. Did you burn it? 
I wanted to, but I was too full to get up from the table and do anything oh, about it. I oh. had this great big you awesome ribeye. perfect opportunity to take a lighter to it. Yeah. So he had, he had gathered all of his hair up on top of the head, uh -huh. his head on a round ball. Uh-huh. But instead of making it a nice tight or a smooth to the scalp, it was loose. So it sagged down and his hair formed, it, for all the world, it looked like a big giant hair pancake on his head. And then that ball on top, like a big hairy ball of whipped cream. He looked like he had a hair pancake with a hair ball of whipped cream on top of his head. Oh my God. And as he would walk, it would wiggle side <laughs> to side, back to forth. And it looked you like that what? pancake I... on his head was going to slip off. It was the most ugly, revolting. And this is at an eating establishment. <laughs> I got it. You know what? I kind of respect oh. that a little bit because he took it to the extreme. Like, yeah, look how stupid I can get. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to gross all you motherfuckers out with my yeah. hairball. <laughs> <laughs> now, ponytails are okay. I'm, oh, my you should have got a picture of it. I wasn't. I should have got a picture. I mean, my hair is in a ponytail right now, so I'm okay with ponytails. But what I'm not okay is with is the side pony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, you made it famous, in my opinion, was uh, um, Napoleon Dynamite, the chick on there. Yes. Because after she did it, all these chicks started doing yes. it, being the awkward girl with uh -huh. the side ponytail. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, all it looks like to me is your arms are two different lengths. <laughs> and you couldn't reach around the back of the head because one arm's longer I than the agree. other. I agree. It doesn't look right. It's, it's like, stupid. why did you do that? It's just, I mean, it was over five years ago. But you turn on that uh, that Chip and Joanna Gaines show, Side Pony, constantly on that chip. Oh, it yeah. It looks just yeah. the stupidest thing ever. Of course, that, that couple is revoltingly stupid. Yeah. All of them are on these I white people respect. renovating shit houses shows. They're always yeah. white people. It's always yeah. a white oh, couple. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's always an Hispanic contractor, too. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the dude does all the work and acts like an oaf and an idiot. And the wife does all the little design stuff and treats her husband like a yeah. child. And it's then the, the real same work. show after show after show. You see the Hispanic guy come in. Yeah. And he's and like, yeah, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. Yeah. And they do all the real work. And then yeah. the, the white guy comes in behind him and is like, yeah. oh, oh, boy, glad we're done with that. Oh, yeah. what a task. But he didn't do anything except to watch the Hispanics fucking work. Yeah. And yeah, the, the big white guy, husband guy, whatever, who's supposed to be the main construction worker, he spends more time on camera playing with his kids or talking with friends or joking with his wife. He maybe will swing a hammer once or twice, but yeah. he'll spend three times as much time on camera doing feel-good moments and not actually working. Exactly. Yeah. And then another thing is, is they don't want you to see the Hispanic people working so bad that they skip through it and then they just show them tearing down the last wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah those uh, celebrity makeovers or extreme makeover whatever shows, those, those uh, very quickly people learned that the celebrities like that Thai... What a Pennington or whatever. His yeah, name was. yeah, yeah. Pennington, I think. He'd only show up and work when the cameras were rolling. As mm -hmm. soon as the cameras quit, he was gone. And it was left to local contractors with substandard materials. And pretty much every one of those, you know, makeover houses had to be torn apart and redone for tens and tens of thousands of dollars because it was all shit and it wasn't up to code. You notice in the, in the TV shows, they never had the code inspector come through and say, this passes, this fails, this, this passes. They never had code come and look at it. They just dump it on the family and say, it's your mess now. 
and then they have to pay for all the repairs, they can't live in it until it's up to code, and now it's worth so much more they have to pay higher taxes. It basically ruins the people. That thing almost got on your head. That's amazing. I mean, it I just was like, like that far above your head. I, I didn't even feel I it. I think it was entertaining landing on you, and then you moved a little bit, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> that would have been kind of funny. That would have been. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. Those claws might be pretty stout. It probably know. would take the crap on me. Anyway. Oh, yeah. They yeah. knew I was ranting about something. Come on, distract me. <laughs> the next one you're really going to appreciate, All right. too. All right. Anyone who says they like the taste of kale, but they must pass a polygraph test. Yeah. And if it is proven false, you must offer free seminars on how not to be a gullible sheeple. <laughs> yes. We could even go as far as putting them in an MRI, having them eat a pound of kale and see if the pleasure centers of their brain light up. We, I think that's automatic. Yeah. We do that automatically. I like yeah. that idea better. Fuck that's the polygraph. That's better than polygraph because yeah. you know, we can actually see how their brain is responding well, we to can see their kale. brain like uh, decrease and like uh, folding up into itself when they taste mm -hmm. that Brain cell death increases horrible. rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So no. that would be definite proof positive. Say, that look, your own radio, body's rejected. That radioactive material that they found at the bottom, <laughs> they, they couldn't get rid of, that they convinced people that it was great tasting. Uh, it's like this. At one time, the uh, the makers of Lysol, you know, that, uh, that, that spray disinfectant, at one time they marketed that as a douche. You're supposed to, to pour Lysol, which has a lot of formaldehyde, up into your cooch. Oh. It basically would kill you from the inside out. Uh, yeah, I think they need to stick with vinegar. <laughs> yeah. Good old Lysol. They didn't care whether you killed yourself. They just oh, wanted to sell a few more bottles of the product. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but the makers of Lysol have your best interests in mind, don't they? They make healthcare products. They have to be nice people. Yeah. Lysol loves us. Why else would they improve our life so much? <laughs> oh, the enormous profits. That's well, right. That's I forgot about the enormous would, profits involved. <laughs> they would never lie to us. Oh, uh, unless they could make some money. Unless they could make yeah. some money. Yeah. <laughs> All right, this next one. Any person who is caught fake listening to someone while buried in their phone must pass a test of repeating what the victim has said previously and then... Um, and if then convicted of fake listening, she'll be spammed relentlessly mm. for two days. Yes. So his phone will be his or her up. just blown up with spam. Yeah. And you know, whenever you say something, they're like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And you know they're not listening to you because they're answering someone or something. You know, I, you know, why don't they just go, hang on a second, I'm in the middle of something. Mm -hmm. and, you know, no. They're, instead, they're going to go, yeah, mm, uh-huh. And then when you question, they're like, oh, no, I was listening. Yeah. And they take one keyword that they happen to catch, like, yes. yeah, refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> and then most of us are just like, fuck it, I know you weren't listening, but you said refrigerators, so I kind of got to go along with it. It's fun to catch the people who are, you're watching a, a movie or a show or something with someone, and they're constantly on their phone. Every time their eyes leave the screen, go to their phone, hit pause. <laughs> I love that. And when they look up, it's like... What's, I was like, oh, I stopped the movie so you wouldn't miss any. Well, it's okay, you're just going without me. He's like, no, that's fine. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm happy to wait. 
I don't. I want to make sure we both watch it together. Yes. And just constantly pause and pause and pause, and finally oh, they'll great. get the message that yeah, this ain't happening unless your eyes are on the screen. <laughs> and you know, a person like that better not ask me what's going on. Well, who's that character? What are they talking about? What's going on? I didn't notice it. I mean, you weren't looking at the screen, were you? You were looking at I, your I phone. I would have said, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry I was on my phone. I, I, didn't I just start saying, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to watch again. I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> if you're not watching, I'm not going to be your interpreter. <laughs> yeah. And also, I mean, I even people on the movie screen, because we went and seen a man called Otto mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago. And I have some interesting takes on that, too, that we can get to right after. Okay. Because I meant to do it for uh, for a while now, for a couple of weeks, but I just never, I don't know, what forgot it or whatever. So, um, okay, uh, last but not least, anyone name dropping must produce a picture of said oh, person yes. and the bragger together. If they cannot, it is Filger's choice on punishment from a barefoot toe stomp to a crack in the nad sickle. <laughs> so and people will name drop on products too. Yeah, so like, like I drove on Jaguar up there. It's like, let me see the picture of you and the Jaguar and the VIN and your keys. And yes. Yep. Yeah, and if not, then you, whatever you want. Toe stomp, nad sickle, light them on fire. <laughs> whatever. It's Fielder's choice. You make the decision on what happens to said bragger, to said uh, yeah. name dropper. Yeah. There's a Facebook uh, group that I'm a, several that I'm a member of that are like, you know, Epiphone guitar owners and modders or the Gretsch owners group or this kind of thing. Oh, yeah. and, and anytime anyone says, oh, I just bought a new guitar, it's a new guitar day. If they don't post a picture, everyone calls them on it. Oh, that's great. Yeah, if the, you, they, the standard response is without pictures, this post is worthless. <laughs> Basically saying, we don't believe you. We got to see pictures. <laughs> so any more people will put up pictures. They have to, otherwise, uh, no one, no one believes them. <laughs> yep. Oh Lord, that man just sawed a puppy in half. Hey there, don't worry, I have a clown nose. That drunk guy just hit my child! It is okay. I have a clown nose. Clown nose! Just put one on and you can do anything. Want to run for office? Murder people in public? Just grab a clown nose and bam! Everyone laughs! Clown noses are sold at gag stores online and pedophile conventions. Grab one today and make magic happen. If a 10-pound bag of shit could talk, this is what it would sound like. Two ass bags and a box of Cheez-Its will be right back. Hi everybody, this is Mark here with Quick Hits. My first one, Taco Bell is pissed. Taco Bell has filed a motion in federal court to try to have Taco Tuesday public domain again. Taco John's owns the registered trademark. Taco John's has over 400 locations in 22 states. They federally trademarked the Taco Tuesday in 1989 and has never been contested as far as I could find. Taco Bell claims it's too common of a phrase and should never have been trademarked in the first place. 
I personally see Taco Tuesday on virtually every privately owned Mexican restaurant all over town. Taco John's could not have the resources to halt this. I'm thinking that, you know, that could be the angle that Taco Bell takes. The phrase has been used all over for years and has never been stopped. But, I mean, why would Taco Bell want this anyhow? I, I just don't see this um, being anything big unless they're just trying to get a cheap headline. Because let's face it, on Taco Tuesday, nobody wants to go to Taco Bell. Where they want to go is they want to go to their family-owned Mexican restaurant down the street. They want to get the two-for-one margaritas. They want to get smashed and eat some great-tasting, authentic tacos. Not Taco Bell. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Taco Bell like the next guy. The food tastes great. But this is not what you look for in Taco Tuesday, and nobody does. I know everybody that partakes in Taco Tuesday has their favorite joint down the road that's family-owned. They go down there, and they swig down the margaritas, and they slam some tacos, and they're happy. No one's going to Taco Bell over this shit, and I guarantee it. And I guarantee you Taco Bell knows this, too. So, I think it's just probably just cheap heat they're throwing, trying to get their name out there a little bit without having to pay anything for it. And I haven't really heard this story. I had to dig a little bit to find this story. So I don't think it worked. I don't think anyone really gives a shit to tell you the truth. I think they're just partaking in Taco Tuesday where they normally do. And they don't give a shit. So there you go, Taco Bell. Not working. When we were in high school, um, we had this guy, fucking corn-fed piece of crap. Anyhow, um, his uh, his nickname was Biggin. Biggin. So, anyhow, uh, Biggin was a, he was like a big run stopper and, and really not worth anything except that. I mean, yeah, he just takes up space. Takes up space, and that's it. Yeah. So we'd be doing practices, and begging to be hard to get around. He's just this huge fucking lump of shit. <laughs> so, so anyhow, uh, Biggin was uh, that. That was pretty much it. Okay, so, um, damn it, here I am, like I'm prepared because I don't have it written down, and I thought I could just do it. So, okay, Biggin was this run stopper, and he was dirty. He he. Um, what he'd do is, whenever you're in the middle of the dog pile, at the bottom of the dog pile, mm-hmm. he grew his fingernails out, uh, and he would sharpen them. Uh, he, his index finger and his thumb, he'd grow them out and sharpen them. So what he would do is, when you're in the bottom of the dog pile, he would get right up, and he'd wear a jock strap, of course, you know. Yeah. And he'd get right up against your nuts and just, like, pinch the fuck out of you so bad, it would be uh, black and blue for a month. God. It'd draw blood. So, yes. yeah, and then even worse... Whenever his helmet would be knocked off, which was often because it, we were a small school, and I remember Center gave us some helmets that were extra. They got new ones, and uh, Notre Dame did. Notre Dame the Sion did, and real football programs gave us free helmets. Yeah, but they, beat they were the crap. already beat the crap and yeah. used. And actually, we had to put our own logos on them because yeah. they were what we had to make sure they were white helmets. That way, we could put the blue horn on there or the gr- purple horn. For a Viking on there. Yeah. Okay. So, it's sort of the old deal with the new fucking horn on them. <laughs> so, and none of them would ever fit. They're always loose. We never could get them to fit right. I don't yeah. know if all that beating, like, 
made him cockeyed or something. Yeah, mashed the foam down in weird ways. Yeah, so we always had these helmets that would like fly off of us constantly. So, but that was one of the things about, you know, about being in that type of a school, that small farm school, was the revenue wasn't really high that they were yeah. getting. So you had to do, to have a football program, it consisted of number one, paying the school. We had to pay the school to be in football. Wow, yeah. yeah. And um, and also we had to take hand-me-downs from anywhere, otherwise we'd be paying for our own equipment. And yeah. we did pay for some of our own equipment. Imagine. Yeah, like our cleats. If you wanted a real pair of cleats, a good pair of cleats, you had to buy them yourself. Mm. Uh, if you wanted the ones the schools assigned you, they weren't worth the shit because they were hand-me-downs. Yeah. So, wow. And, and also, you know, like Biggin, he was horrible in school. He was terrible in school, but you know, and he went the brightest. He was, he was a dumbass, and he was an asshole. And he they kept him going because they probably really needed the tax money. They needed how many heads to make this much? Well, yeah, you know, that's true. To stay in business. Basically, that's what it was: was to stay in business. Yeah. So, um, Biggin was there as a run stopper, and uh, we had this little guy Jimmy. Um, he was faster than hell. And he was just a little bitty guy, and he was a running back. Mm-hmm. And no one could stop him because he would literally almost just like run under your feet. He was, and it was <laughs> like a little lightning. And so um, he'd always get by on Biggin. So I think there's a little bit of Biggin being mad. So um, there's this one play. What, what it is is you couldn't turn in. You know, whenever Biggin did this, you couldn't turn it in because the coach did not like you to turn in like. Uh, um, you know, penalties or anything like that. Oh, yeah, that. no, no he, tattletales on the team. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. felt like that was his job to, number one, call penalties, and number two, no tattletaling. So if someone, like, tripped you or was holding you, the worst thing you could do is go, hey, he held me, and he'd make everybody run gassers. Yeah. And gassers were the field side to side two times. Punish and, everyone to make you shut up. Yes, and then in the locker room you get your ass whipped. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. You made me run five miles, Wallace. <laughs> bam, bam, bam. Knock the piss out of you. Yeah. Kick the hell out of you. Laugh. So. So. So uh, Biggin could get away with it, yeah. knowing that you'd be the bigger rat for turning him in. Yes. Yeah, so. Yeah. So you had to kind of take it. I mean, and I, I have yeah. plenty of welts underneath my ball sack. And, you know, I hated this fucker. So everybody hated this fucker, but nobody wanted to do it to anyone else, you know. We, no one did it back to him. We didn't do it to each other. It's just, it was too dirty. Yeah. So, uh, like I before mentioned, everybody's helmets would fall off routinely. No big deal because, I mean, they were beat all the hell when we got them. They were cockeyed. They didn't work you know, yeah. very well. But that's all we had. Unless you wanted to buy a brand new one and, you know, we were mowing lawns. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, you know, so, so it, we were using those. So there was this one play. We were getting ready to play, I think, Drexel, which was our arch rival. And, mm-hmm. you know, and like everything you've seen at like Fast Times at Ridgemont High, you know, <laughs> Kill yeah. Jefferson. The signs. Yeah, and the, the sign. Club, yeah, and, and all the, that. The assembly where yeah. you all yell and Let's cheer. Let's kill Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Let's kill Drexel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And me, I didn't give a fuck, man. I was pretty much a freak <laughs> yeah. that they pretty much forced into playing football. And You're just time, more happy it's Friday night than you are about anything else. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I don't want to fucking be here. I want to go out on the gravel roads and fucking smash beers with my friends. I don't yeah. want to be here. 
But I played because I really got pretty much pressured into it. Come on, we need people. Because we really did need people. Yeah. I mean, we had pretty much one at every position and one guy that could do a little bit of everything. Uh, like one guy that could do four things, one guy that could do five things, yeah. another guy that could do three things. And those were our backups. We had like no actual real backup person. Doing yeah, that. no no first string, second string. It was a, yeah. a little more immediate than that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so they really did need me. Yeah. So, um, Biggin was in the middle of this pile, mm-hmm. and this was, uh, we were uh, practicing against our arch rivals, and this is late September. Yeah. But it was really hot. So real, the, real hot. So, one of you is the practice team wearing the other team's Yeah, yeah, colors. wearing Drexel's colors yeah. in the white and everything. So. It was really hot. It was like around 100 degrees. It's like winter's last or summer's last. Oh yeah. By, like flipping you off and uh-huh. slamming the door. And I remember very well. I mean, we were all just fucking hotter than hell, sweating ham chunks, fucking gravy. Back then, and, they they thought it was better if you didn't drink water. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Yep. So we're all in that dog pile, and all of a sudden I hear, yeah! <laughs> oh my god! And I'm like, and so Jimmy. He had this problem with some sort of weird-ass pariasis or jock itch or something. I'm not sure what it was. It was something like that. Mm. And it was on the inside of his thigh, right up there. He you like a fungal infection? Yeah, it or, probably yeah. was. But it was probably combined the heat, combined with the material from the jock strap. Oh, but I remember he was showing people and they're going, man, this shit sucks. It hurts like fuck. I can't put on my jock strap. Mm. Well, he had to go without one. So Uh-oh. he was in practice just hoping he didn't get fucking racked. Because that's the only thing that would save you was your jock strap. If yeah. you got smacked in the nuts, it wouldn't hurt nearly as bad because you're like safely tucked away. Kind of distributes the impact around a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, instead of the little fling that's like <sighs> Yeah. Yeah, that like all of a sudden just stuns you and you don't know where you're at for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Time so. stops and then you think you're dying and then you hope you're dying yeah and then, <laughs> then you wish you were dead yes. and then you walk off gingerly oh, 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 i'll be in the locker room so jimmy could not wear a jock strap so oh, we jimmy. hear this fucking scream in the pain mm. so all of a sudden jimmy gets up and blood is running down the inside of his white pants oh. i mean not just kind of i mean it was running uh. and the coach automatically he freaks out he's like ah Son of a bitch. So he runs over there, and the first thing he does is he pulls down his pants because, you know, number one, he thought there was a jock strap underneath there. And he didn't expect it all to just fucking flop out. Number two, there's these huge bite marks on his fucking nut. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's blood running everywhere. Uh. And the coach just flips out. Who the hell did this? Who did this? Who did this? And everyone's, like, pointing at fucking uh, Megan. <laughs> you did this? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so he takes it and uh, he calls the uh, health team, not the paramedics, the health team that we oh, had. Yeah. He calls them out, and I think I actually think Jimmy ended up going to the hospital over this. Oh, I imagine they yeah. probably chomped through a blood vessel. Oh, probably. God. So they had the uh, health team come out there, and they're over there trying to fucking do pressure and Jimmy screaming which I'd be fucking crying I tell you yeah and then fucking coach grabs fucking biggin by the ear and takes him straight into the office mm. so biggin got in a lot of shit over that but I 
I think he he didn't go to jail that day, but I think he had a court date over it. Yeah. If I remember yeah. correct, this is quite a while ago, but I think he went to court over it. I don't think he did any time, but I I think I don't know if like like right now, let's say he's looking for a job um, in a secure like an air base or something uh-huh. or something that. Um, well, like the Federal Reserve downtown, I've done that job there, and yeah. uh, you have to uh, get a clearance. Mm-hmm. If you have any type of a record at all, they will not let you in there. Yeah. So I don't know if to this day, if he can't get a secure job like that because he's a nut biter. <laughs> I guess yeah. that would depend on how old he was at the time, because prior to a certain age... Oh, he would have been 17, 16 probably. Yeah. yeah, so it's probably juvenile records, and those can get sealed, expunged, well, then he, all then that it, kind of stuff. Then it's probably done. It's yeah. probably been done. I mean, if he was 18 at the time, he probably would there have wound no up way. having to list as a sex offender. Yeah, okay, yeah. I don't think that uh, that's what happened. Yeah. I think that it probably went away when he was 18. But he did get in some shit. But I, if I remember correctly, this is a long time ago. This is eighties, yeah. early eighties. So yeah, uh, nobody wanted to deal with it back then no. as much as they're willing to deal with it now. No, no, no. That was such a shock to people. Yeah. We all knew this shit was going on, but he never did bite your nuts either. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. wore a jock strap. He knew about where he could go. Yeah, you, you kind of figured that there was a point that he wouldn't. Who was this fucking moron? This, this woman just left the coffee shop talking to herself. Oh, okay. I think she got. I don't think she was happy with her service and walked out complaining. Oh. And <laughs> we all got to hear it. Okay. <laughs> Mad shitter in Clayton, Missouri. Well, okay. Like I said, this is a long time ago. You know, uh, I don't know. I was in my mid twenties. I had sleep apnea and uh, I had to wear a CPAP. And then I opted for the surgery. So I got surgery, and then I went back to the doctor, and uh, the doctor was good, you know. This is before you could buy the CPAP machines, you had to rent them. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it was very expensive for me to keep it another day, and the insurance told me if you don't take it back today, that um, we're going to start charging for it, and then it's some outrageous sum. So I'm like, okay, where I take it back? And I said, Clinton, Missouri. I'm like, what the fuck? And I was like, well, you want to pay for it? No. Okay. So here I was on my way to Clinton, Missouri, you know, fucking tooling there, my little Ford Ranger at the time. So I tool all the way to Clinton, take the fucker back, and on the way back, I'm like, you know, it's going to be an hour before I can stop. There's no station. So I pull in, get some gas. I'm like, eh, I need a 7-Up or something, you know. So I go into the crapper there, and it was like both of these walls, just, uh, um, just alongside where the uh, urinals were, were covered in this like liquid shit. And I since found out through a nurse, they said they do it with a colostomy bag somehow. And I, I mean, I, I, it's a gag. I, I mean, to me, that's like you kill someone over that. So, anyhow, I'm sitting there about ready to fucking gag. It smells horrible, so horrible. And, uh, and anyhow, I'm dry heaving and just pissing as hard as I can. It's hurting me. And I'm pissing so hard that it's actually hurting me. I'm like, and all of a sudden this old man barges in, I think he's the owner of the store, and he points at me and he goes, I caught him, I caught him, I caught the mad shitter, and I'm like, what? And I go, I just got in here, sir, meanwhile I'm still trying to piss as fast as I can, I'm still dry heaving, it's him, it's him, I caught him, and I go, I just got in here, how did I shit all over everything, my pants are up, and he would not listen to me. 
So he starts fucking harping at me behind me while I'm leaving that place. Didn't wash my hands, nothing. Pissed all over myself. And, hey, I'm getting the fuck out of there because I'm not the mad shitter. And I don't want anything. I don't want to be associated with it. So I'm, like, taking off. And I'm leaving as fast as I can. I'm like, I'm getting my fucking 7-Up, damn it. I mean, I'm thirsty. So I go over and get my 7-Up. And the old man's still behind me harping. And then, Sam, I got the mad shitter. And I'm like. And I'm sitting there just, I don't know what to say at this point, because he will not shut up. He will not quit fucking chirping at me from behind me. So I get up there, and I'm by myself, and I look the lady in the eyes. I go, I just walked in there. I'm not the mad shitter. And she looks at me and goes, sure you're not. I don't think she believed me either. She thought I was the mad shitter. Yeah, so I bought my seven up and left in shame. Two Douchebags and a Microphone, the number one show for people that lie about their favorite podcast. Two Monkey Fuckers and a Toaster will be right back. Two Douchebags and Microphone.net, your one stop for everything douchebaggery. You want to write us? You want to say something to us? You want to look for a live button? When we go live, you can call in. All of this stuff is right there for your ear holes and eye holes. You got it, chumps. It's all yours. Two douchebags and microphone.net is up and running. Hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. Hmm. Oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh, glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Man, that smells.